This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey y'all, it's Mary Payne from Pain in the Pod. I want to tell you about an amazing new podcast coming out. It's called Dying for Sex. Now, when you hear it, it sounds like it's going to be about sex, but it's really a journey between two friends. Nikki interviews her friend Molly. Molly has been diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, decides to leave her husband and embark on this journey. It's an amazing podcast. It's so beautifully done. Nikki is a great storyteller, and she and her friend Molly are hilarious. It's a six-part series from Wondery, so you know it's going to be amazing. So take a listen to the clip that you can see here on Pain in the Pod, but you can also, of course, subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks, and take a listen. You're listening to Dying for Sex, where we talk about feeling alive, like really alive, in the t- in the terms of a terminal term. Um, okay, sort of. Let's start again. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Take three. You're listening to Dying for Sex, where we talk about feeling alive, like really alive in the face of a terminal diagnosis. I'm Molly. I'm 44, and I have stage four breast cancer. Technically, I'm dying, but aren't we all? You're just dying a lot faster than most people. True. I'm Nikki. My best friend in the world. We've known each other for like, what, 20 years? Mm -hmm. But in the last few, Molly has gone through a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Well, kind of. I mean, I got breast cancer and did all the treatment for that, bilateral mastectomy, chemo, uh, what have you. Three years later, I got re-diagnosed as terminal. I left my husband of 15 years and started having sexual escapades to feel alive. These sex stories are so interesting that we had to make a podcast about it and about our friendship. Yep. Um, Being sexual is the antithesis to death. Um, Sex also makes me feel alive and it's a great distraction for being sick. So welcome to Dying for Sex. Okay, here we go, girl. Yes, ma'am. How you feeling? Good, actually. Today I'm doing all right. Look good. Thanks. Red lipstick, like it just like it, you could be real, real, real sick, and you wear red lipstick, and you look real, real, real good. Real, real good. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so health is okay. Health is on I love the men. Okay yeah. means like something so different to you than it means to the average person. This is true. For me, like life sort of happens in between those moments where I'm crumpled up on the bathroom floor, which happens quite frequently, you yeah. know. Is that hard? Is that a good exhausting for you? Fuck yeah. It's really exhausting. But, you know, like when I'm feeling good and for me, feeling good is probably like, you know, I think about if like a 10 year old popped into my body, they'd be like, oh, my God, get me out of this thing. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know so for me, feeling good is like, you know, it's not feeling good for most people but right. for me it's like I, I want to live really hard and I want to like I want to feel this body like mm. you know and like sex is one of those things where that's why we have I mean that's why we're here right, right. that's how we got here and that's like I mean, one of the things you get to do because you have a body Molly wanted to feel alive through sex and touch but for that to happen she'd have to get out of the virtual world and into the real one we spent hours crafting the perfect tinder profile like oh. what would be your ad like hey guys date me well, if you're commitment phobic, I'm your girl. Because <laughs> I probably won't be around that long. So you'll enjoy me while I'm here, and then you can move on. <laughs> it's true, though, you know? I, that's, that's right. Yeah. I love it. If you have some weird, like, 
Attachment style, though, I'm not your girl. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Like, how long is forever? Let's discuss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My forever is a lot less time than anyone else's. Not anyone else's, but most everybody else's. So when Molly was actually ready for her first real date, I was her stylist. We went simple, but of course sexy. Tight black jeans, a revealing tank top with the lacy bra showing through. Lots of red lipstick and a string of gold chains hanging right in between her cleavage. Oh, she looked hot. Like the badass she was. But this but is the was, first time you like took it out yeah. into like... Into the real world. Into the real world. So I was like, so I was kind of like not really sure what I was into. But anyway, so that week I had like a whole bunch of dates. And um, the first date I had was um, downtown with a couple. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll try it. I'm not into women, not into threesomes. I like watching them, like, you know, on Pornhub. Porn, yeah. But, like, it's yeah, great about for it. porn, but real life Fantastic. Like, oh, what do you do with all that? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, get out of my face. I don't want, I have one of those. I don't want that in my head. <laughs> um, right? So. Um, Wait, so you're downtown. Yeah. Okay, so there was Molly at this dive bar, the kind of place that has karaoke on Tuesdays and sticky vinyl bar stools, where you wouldn't dare ask for a basil martini. Although Molly didn't mind since she didn't drink. So what happened? I'm just not into them. I'm like, you know, I'm just like, and I'm disappointed because like I came all the way down there to like get kind of turned on and I'm sitting there like. You're not at all. No. And they're nice. They're really nice. But I'm like, they're the kind of couple like to me, I just don't find them sexual, but they're talking about all the stuff that they do. And I'm like, really? You do? Okay, cool. I keep picturing my hometown dentist and his wife, Carol Ann. You know, the kind of people who get home and take off their work khakis and put on their let's get loose jeans. But Molly had spent an hour on the 405 to have her first sexcapade. She wasn't about to give up. So I got on Bumble in front of them and I was like, man, you guys are making me so hot that uh, I got to, you know, and I'm not ready for like the whole threesome thing. So I'm going to go ahead and just like find another date. And like, you know, I'm going to think about you guys when I'm like. You oh, know. you gave them a gift. I did, they went yeah. home and had great sex. I that think night. they did, but in my head, I was like, I don't know how else to extricate myself. Right? You know? So it was like, like <laughs> yeah. But Molly didn't extricate herself, at least not yet. She decided to go somewhere more private with Carol Ann. Did I pulled her into the bathroom because I'd never kissed a woman before? Oh, I didn't know that. No. So I was like, you know, and I said, "Show me your lingerie," and I showed her mine, and then I kissed her and I felt her boob, and it was like. I'm like eh just wasn't sensual like she didn't use tongue I was like how, how does oh. like if it were sensual I'd be maybe I would have like meh okay yeah. you know like I would have tried it but yeah it wasn't good so, so anyway like what should I do now it was 8 30 on a Tuesday night at a nearly empty dive bar downtown Molly needed to get creative so she turned to what she knew best online flirting and naked selfies within 10 minutes she had another date so Hi. between the time that you ended, you made out with the girl in the bathroom, you came back to the bar, you're yeah. like, hey guys, I'm so turned on, I have to go. You found him on Bumble, and before you got to where he was, you guys had exchanged naked photos. Yes. How do you, how do you, how? It's marketing, you know, it's like, this is what you're going to get, you know, it's like. You're fast. I am fast. I'm very fast, yeah. 